Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 104, Job Reinvented Show, Making Bold Decisions and Taking Bold Actions with Tammy McWay, Business and Lifestyle Strategist. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book, Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. With a diverse background in military, IT corporate job, and now as entrepreneur, Tammy McVeigh helps people make bold decisions and take bold actions. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome, Tammy, to my show. So, yes, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I yes, me too. It's so great to see another IT professional here who already done a lot of transition like me. So what did you bring you to this field of entrepreneurship and why did you leave your IT corporate job? So when I was, uh, it was in the later years of my corporate career, I kept having this, this ache for more and anytime I thought about leaving, I just pictured myself becoming a software developer at another company. So I thought, well, why, why leave? And then I discovered uh, Marie Forleo and B-School and online entrepreneurship. And so I felt like I discovered this oasis, like, oh, there's this other, other way of people that were living. And so the online space intrigued me tremendously. So I was just absorbing everything I could learn about social media and, um, and so I, I just found that being in IT, that there were days when I could go write code and not talk to anybody all day long. And so I, I kept feeling like I was stifling the best parts of me, my people side. And so I just, uh, the last year I was really stressed out. I was putting in 16, 18 hour days trying to roll out a project. Uh, I had four friends die in a year. And I just decided life was short and I was going to take a risk and, and bet on me. And I just gave my notice and shocked everybody. Wow. Actually, that's, you know, you talk from my heart because I was in your situation. I used to do coding. I, I used to have a really uh, great passion about it because coding give you this opportunity to activate your brain and use it because every day there is a new day you have new problem to solve and it's so interesting because the same coding is not applied to any program you can have you can solve one problem in four lines let's say and another person can solve it in one page and you can solve it, write the code in a very messy way and nobody can read it, but you can also write it in a way everybody can read it. So mm-hmm. if somebody else uh, gonna modify it, then it's gonna be easier. I learned so much in IT, especially programming, because that helps you to be creative 
and solve your problems. But as you said, I really believe in it. When you are in IT, maybe in one day you don't see anybody. You just go to your meeting. Some days, some days you don't have any meeting unless you're working in agile world as recently there are lots of agile projects. That's why I was transitioning to agile project manager. So it's, it's, it was much interactive, much more interactive because in one day in the beginning, you will start with a daily meetup. So everybody talk about what they did the, the day before, what they have to do today, you know, it was very interactive. So I had this opportunity to connect with my team much better. But before, when I started programming uh, in 2000, yeah, so many years ago, <laughs> that was like how many years? 20 years ago. Wow. I can't believe this. So when I started programming that time, I just realized, yeah, I can't see nobody. I can't. That's, that's just very isolated. I don't see anybody. They just give me the project. I have some time to work on it. There is no connection between people. You know, that's, that's not good, you know? So you need some more connection with other people when uh, you are doing coaching or other online businesses. And another good thing for IT is that you already, you are already familiar to work online right? Because some days you work from home. So you have this connection with the internet and you're working and that's it. Your office is your home. Yes. Yeah. I found that um, my, the, because I had been at the company that I was working with for so long, I worked with a great team of people that I really liked and we had a lot of fun. They felt like family uh, but I just, I wanted to work more with, like my clients were accounting and HR and payroll. And I had this really uh, easygoing manner about uh, myself and the way I could describe things to them. So they understood the technical side. And so I wanted to do more of that. And I kept getting told that, well, we don't have that. I'm like, well, I, they didn't have that title. I'm like, well, I don't care about the title. I just want to do more of it. And they weren't listening until I gave my notice and they, you know, they gave oh. me more option to choose from, but by then I was mentally checked out and ready to, you know, start my own thing. So when you did this, did you had, did you have another option already or did you do any courses, anything? Or well, you I did Marie Forleo's B-School and I had built my website. I had an idea of what I wanted to offer. Uh, but I had, and I had one client at the time and I, I, what I did is I just went down and I ran all my numbers. So I knew exactly what I needed. And, uh, you know, being at the company for 20 years, I'm single with no kids. So all my security was wrapped up in this company and I was so nervous about it. And my best friend said, what's the worst that happens? You get another IT job. And for some reason that wasn't in the, in my mind at all. I just felt like I was throwing everything away to start my own thing. And if it didn't work, then I was in trouble. And she's like, you just go get another job. <laughs> so uh, it was funny that that was the, I hadn't thought of that. When did you do this? 2014. 2014. You are so lucky because these days, usually contracts, uh, there is no contract. 
and it's really difficult to get a job, especially in this COVID. Uh, everything is contract-based. Like for my role as a project manager, many things were just contracts. So I work as a contractor, seasonal contractor. The, mon the pay was good, was really good, but the contract finished at six months that I had to do another transition to another company. That was really frustrating. So you see, you did the right thing. Like <laughs> you did whatever your heart saying and you start your jump to another like world of entrepreneurship, which is amazing start. It, it's gonna be a little bit exhausting because you have to learn a lot. But as IT professional is much easier because the technical part is, is much easier to do, I guess. Yeah. Yes. yes, I found that it was, you know, in technology, you're constantly learning new languages or, or things that, you know, because that's always evolving. But I found it was very different when all of a sudden I was learning something that I wanted to learn. And so I could, you know, dive deep into LinkedIn and how you use LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, whatever that may be. And I was just like a sponge. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> It, it really was a lot of fun. And I forgot how much I thrive when I'm learning. Yes. Yeah. I love it. You know, I, I was really, I started getting a lot of certification because after some time you feel that your brain is dying, you have to activate it. After some time doing the same thing every day, you try to activate your brain. So that's why um, after programming, I started having my project management for in PMP and then Agile PMP. Then I went for Scrum Master. Then I went for, you know, it's like too many certifications, especially in IT world. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing with IT, I guess, I know my friends as IT, they understand what I'm saying. This is not the city job because it's evolving all the time. You have to learn the software. If you are out of IT, especially as a programmer, after six months, there is another world, other softwares, and you have to update yourself. And if you wanna to go to another company and work for another company, they have other softwares to work and you have to learn applications, softwares. So in, other side of party is just updating, updating. And when you are getting older, it's, it's getting so difficult to update yourself with the technology all the time, isn't it? Yes, well, that was one of the reasons why I decided I wanted to make a change is that we were moving into these other uh, technologies and languages that really didn't interest me at all. And so that's when I wanted to move to more of, you know, the analyst and project manager uh, fully in depth. Exactly. And, and then I just, then they wouldn't do it. So um, yeah, it's, it is, it's constantly changing. And so even now in the online space, things are constantly evolving. Yeah, the more yeah. companies that get on board with things, then that totally yeah. changes the dynamics. Especially yeah. right now, everyone, everyone I see want to do online. Uh, some some sort of online job and <laughs> doing a lot of so the pro but the problem is you have all the information you don't know how to execute it how to 
put it uh, on a safe and great online making money coaching program. Yes. Yeah, because so, a lot of people will, you know, they start to learn all these little things and then they just get so overwhelmed by it all exactly. and not really sure how to put the pieces together. So what do you do right now exactly? So, um, well, prior to COVID, I was leading adventure retreats uh, as part of my business. Um, I, you know, I'm a Marine and I know that a lot of times the, the things and adventures I've done throughout my life that that's where I've gotten so much of my personal growth. And so I wanted to be able to give that same gift to entrepreneurs uh, because, you know, you can go to a workshop or a conference and you can take lots of notes, but if you go home and have to do laundry and cook dinner, that it, you know, all your good intentions just go out the window. Uh, so to be able to take people and challenge them in ways that scare them and then have these really great, deep, meaningful conversations about life and business uh, it gives them the opportunity to really absorb it and come up with a plan and uh, their growth afterwards is just mind blowing. Uh, so that has been fun. And then with COVID, you know, all travel got shut down. And so it's good because it's made me reflect on why I started to begin with, uh, you know, that I was so uh, enthralled by the online space. And so, you know, I'm getting into, you know, uh, creating a course and, um, helping uh, clients get their technologies and get them streamlined so they can, you know, grow into 2021. So what do you do uh, with your coaching program? What you do exactly do right now after COVID? Yeah. So when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a client, like I mm -hmm. have certain processes that I've done that allow me to execute. Um, and for me, it's all about lifestyle. It's that big picture in how you're living uh, because it doesn't really matter what you're doing for work if you're really unhappy with your home life and, mm -hmm. or you're, you know, or you could be really successful making money. Uh, but then if you're not, you know, feeling satisfied because, you know, you're on the verge of divorce that they just, they feed off of each other. And so I really make it a point to address those different life areas and determine, you know, the habits and the goals that are going to keep moving you forward. Great. So everybody wants to have a transition uh, to uh, online space. You can help, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And it, it's fun. I, I love it. Great. So I actually so, started, I did my first Facebook live uh, or in 2015. And so wow. it's funny to watch all these people just getting started on video and, and their comfort levels. Uh, so it's funny because these uh, adventure retreats I've done, you know, boost their confidence. So then all of a sudden when they go to do a Facebook live and they're nervous, all of a sudden they just remember like, oh, I just did this adventure that was, you know, challenged me. I can do this. So you're in a speaker, you are a speaker too, right? Yes. I have done some speaking as well. Great. So tell me about three tips that help entrepreneurs to be successful in entrepreneurship how to start and how to be successful. Yeah. So I think even from the very beginning um, and, and then at any point in your journey, it's all about building relationships. Uh, because uh, when I first started, 
you know, my only connections on Facebook were, you know, high school friends from my high school reunions. Um, and on LinkedIn, it was all the same people I'd been working with at my corporate job. And so I didn't have very many connections. And so to keep, you know, continually putting myself out there, you know, reaching out to incredible women like, hey, it looks like you're up to some great things and just, you know, dr connecting with positive driven people. And you just, you never know where it may lead. Maybe you become their client. Maybe they become your client. Uh, maybe they end up becoming a business partner or a speaking engagement. Like you really just don't know. And so um, you had mentioned the, the term, I think it was before we actually started recording, is about being a super connector. Like yes, how powerful yes. that is. They really helped me. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so the more people you can know, then it just makes you a much more valuable resource because that people are going to know they can come to you and you're going to know somebody. Exactly. You know, I found, even I found you through my connections and all of my connection in Facebook is real. Like I don't have fake connections. All of them are real. All of them are like-minded people. And uh, that starts when I connect to a super connector. <laughs> and then he had a very huge network. Through him, I could, find, I could find a lot of people for my interviews, podcasts. So to be honest, I don't go and find them anymore. Like we find each other. So I have a lot of booking after that super connector uh, connection. And even after that, um, then I found another super connector for another network. You know, that's amazing. Like you, this connection, I think that's the first thing to grow your business. So I've seen a lot of people try to add their connection through Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn through fake connections like promotion. Mm -hmm. I think that's not going to work. What you really need is somebody who is exactly in your area. You, you, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying in your area, um, in your space <laughs> and exactly uh, that related to what you're doing or you have to know to whom you are connecting. Yes, I use three constraints when connecting with somebody. I make sure that um, there's somebody I want to learn from there's someone that I think I can help or there's someone that I simply think I would want to hang out with. Exactly. And if they don't really fit that, then they're not, they're not really in my, exactly. they can become a follower. Um, but it, it just really makes better connections. And then I also screen everyone and I ask them why they connected because then you can find out if it's, they just want the numbers, uh, if they really have an interest in you um, or, you know, they're just trying to sell you. Uh, you can learn a lot. And I've also found when I asked that question, when people were, you know, scouting me out because they were thinking of me to be in a book or, you know, they wanted to interview me for their podcast. And if you just hit accept, you don't necessarily know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's why you have to introduce yourself. You know, when I go and check the profiles for the Facebook, first of all, I see the uh, on the top, the topics, what they are doing. Some people don't say anything. So you really don't know what they're doing. So that's why I don't accept it because I really want to know 
what this person exactly do and yes. can can i have a meaningful connection with them or not so what is the second tip well actually before we leave that one i think because we are talking about the job transition like uh-huh. i found for me to leaving the corporate space after being there for 20 years you know i had these corporate blinders on that the more people i connected with and saw the different ways they had businesses it was it kept opening my eye, eyes to what was possible uh, so I, I think that that can be really helpful too when you're just getting started. Yes. You know, I have a theory um, as, as an IT professional, you know, uh, you know about normalization. Do you know? Yes. Uh, normalization database. So in normalization, <laughs> what you do, you try to simplify tables and then you remove the redundancy to connect those tables together. And if the connection is loose, it means there is something wrong there and you have to normalize, go to different levels for normalization. That's how connection works. So you need to have this uh, from one table to another, one table to another, you can have a huge network, but you shouldn't have any loose connection in between. (laughs) <laughs> and another thing I, I learned about the normalization, that's the, uh, for the normal life. Uh, what, what I, my theory is, if you look at your dreams very far, so uh, you don't feel norm, normal about those dreams. But when you feel that you are living in that dream, and this is like a normal life that you have, then you normalize that dream, then it's gonna be very very simple for you. So that's why you have a lot of connection that these people a bit bit ahead of you, so you learn from them. But uh, what, what it really helps you see, these are normal people. They achieve what I wanna achieve, you know, so, in that space, you have more and more connections that are really, really related to you. And it, it helps you to just grow these tables <laughs> connected to each other. And from one table to another table, you find all the primary keys. <laughs> you understand what I mean, yeah. right? All the keys. And these keys are super connectors, creating this connection to grow your network and after sometimes everything is going to be normalized so your life is going to be normal as an entrepreneur but if you keep staying away from these connections and just isolated doing your calls doing the same job all over over again you don't even you are not even in that space of normalization to go another step ahead and create amazing life for yourself. Yes. And I know that a lot of people are nervous about uh, reaching out to somebody that might seem further along in business, but a lot of those, uh, you know, really successful people that I've met, they are so happy to share and that gives them, it makes them feel rewarded too, because they're giving back. Yes, you know, another thing, Tammy, I guess this, this should be a mutual uh, serving 
like yes. what I did for my show and podcast, all of most of them in my fertility empowerment um, are included in my book. So it's kind of mutual helping each other. So uh, they are really very, very nice people, dedicated their time, helped me to write this book and to be a contributor because we, all of us have one uh, simple goal, helping people to get pregnant. <laughs> You know, so yeah. since you can find a lot of people with the same goal and it's so beautiful when you see this contribution happen in, in a connection networking. Yes, yes. And it really helps too, just to build those uh, friendships along the way too. Yes. So that when you have a challenging year like COVID, uh, then you, you have that support system. Uh, you know, I just got back from a mastermind and it was, you know, a small circle of people that uh, we have the same common goal and purpose and it was really uplifting and it's so, it just refills my cup. Yeah, I love masterminds. I've been in so many of them <laughs> yeah. and every time I've been there, I learn a lot and make other connections. So second one. Okay. So the second one, uh, I think, is to experiment. I think a lot of times that uh, they get where they have a vision of what they think they want. Uh, I know that was the case for me. I thought I knew what I wanted. Uh, and then, you know, you start doing things and I wasn't really enjoying it. And so I had to pivot. And it, so it's okay to pivot. And so even if you're, you create something and maybe it's going okay, uh, you have to keep continuously creating different things because you never know the thing that's really going to click that you, it's going to really light you up uh, instead of feeling like you have to be perfect and you have to have it all dialed in um, and you have to have all the answers and know exactly where you're going. Just look at it as a big experiment and give yourself some grace when things don't go right and uh, celebrate when they do go right and just keep adapting. You know, I like that. I have two points here. Okay. First of all, if you go for perfection, you fail because then you postpone everything to be perfect. So what happened to me, I'm telling you, first I said, I'm going to have the show and podcast at the same time, but it didn't happen because I waited, waited, waited. And I said, okay, let's just do the show. <laughs> and then I did it. I'm so happy. Because if I wanted to delay, delay, then I, I never done it. So that's the first one and that, uh, okay, I'm going to get back to what you say. <laughs> one, uh, can, you, can you repeat it? <laughs> Sorry, I'll, one. I also talked about just having to be able to adapt. <laughs> like be flexible and, and you may want something, but you don't necessarily, you won't know if that's really it until you, you know, go, go for it and experiment. Uh-huh. Experiment uh, about the perfection, but I was going to add another point about this, uh, about the experiment. Um, okay. <clears throat> what I learned in agile world was program, like a progressive elaboration. So it means yes, you finish something a step by step. So you don't need to have the whole detail from the beginning. So that's way we learn. We learn how to do it. If you, one of the problem with, the, with entrepreneurs is that I'm going to have the complete 
funnel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a big email list. But come on, have I mean, one step ahead. Just one step and then you just uh, go further and further with your experiment. Yes. So I started doing 90 day goals for that reason, mm -hmm. uh, because then that way I can focus on something and I can accomplish it. And then I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to have the long-term plan mapped out. I, you know, I have a rough idea of the vision, but at the end of those 90 days, then I can determine if I want to, you know, keep doing, working on that particular thing, or if I want to add in another piece, like, you know, your podcast piece. Yes. Great. Yeah. Third one. Yes. And then the third one is to be the leader in your own life. Uh, because like I said, like uh, my philosophy is work is personal and personal takes work. Like, like it, it really, they do feed off of each other uh, because you can be really great at what you do, but if you are fundamentally unfulfilled and not happy, it's going to take its toll somewhere. It's going to take a toll in its mar in your marriage or your health. Um, and then if you're focusing all on, you know, your health and your family and your friends, you know, you may not be feeling satisfied because you're not contributing and, you know, making your business where you want it to be. So you have to constantly work on your discipline and self-awareness to make sure that, uh, you're moving all things forward. Uh, it may not always look pretty, uh, but you're, you're just not neglecting a piece uh, of your life. You know, as a project manager, I realized, you know, we, we always had a plan and I was really good uh, to have a plan. Then I, I said, okay, do the agile one because agile is really fast forward and then you can adopt with changes. And this really helped me for my entrepreneurship because then I could manage Summit, I could manage my podcast shows, create uh, other connections and you know that when you have it background especially in project management or as it leader then it's much easier for you to have this kind of transition and connect with other people yes i i, I really have been uh, fortunate because even when i was in corporate I was traveling the world with friends. I was really into health and fitness. Uh, I was volunteering with charities. And so I had a really diverse background even while I was still at the same job. And yeah. so that has really uh, lend itself well in the entrepreneur space because you're constantly having a network. Uh, you know, you, you have to put your health at, at, at first. Uh, so that way you feel good. So if you're going to show up on live videos that you, you know, come across as energetic and, you know, you're glowing and you're taking care of yourself because this entrepreneur journey, you know, if you're uh, not getting sleep, cause you're staying up all night working on projects, like it, it takes a toll on your creativity uh, and, and things like that. So, um, I forgot where I was going with that, but just that, that point of, oh, you're talking about being agile and be able to move quickly. Yes. yes agile. Done. Yeah. So now go, go to other three tips that you think that entrepreneurs do and they fail. How can you, how can you describe this, uh, situation? I know you, you also had lots of ups and downs in your entrepreneurship path. Yes. So, 
you know, it's, it's natural to want to feel like you need to be everywhere, you know, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the different places. And so you're learning all the different things and, you know, you have a little bit of presence across everything uh, that it can, it can really lead to overwhelm. Uh, and so then they're, you know, they set too many projects and too many goals up and they're only setting themselves up instead of focusing on just, you know, one or two things and hitting it hard to get it accomplished. So then they, they feel that sense of reward because I think they're going too long without getting those rewards. Uh, and then they eventually, it leads to burnout and overwhelm and, you know, questioning every move. Uh, and so uh, I, I think that anytime... One thing that I do is I'm creating things. I'm always thinking about how are they beating themselves up mentally and how can I put data behind it so I can take the emotions out of it. And so, um, so I, I think that that's, I'm always looking at how people are beating themselves up. And so I think because they set all these goals and they're not accomplishing them, they feel like a failure. Then they don't show up on live video. You know, they, it just feeds off of each other. You know, I give you a good a reason why they cannot achieve their goals because they are not thinking agile. Yes. <laughs> the problem with the traditional project management was that from the beginning, you have the whole picture, which is good, but you cannot plan for six months ahead. A lot of things can be happen to your team or many things in the middle, you know, so you cannot plan correctly. The good thing about the Agile, which I loved, first of all, was that give you this opportunity to have a better communication with the team. So you understand your team situation. If one person gonna get the sick leave that uh, other people can help each other. And from the beginning, you know the capacity of the team. Let's say, um, they, they are there for eight hours, but I always, always say they cannot work eight hours. You only go for 60 to 80% capacity. That's it. Because there are lots of things in, in between. We are not robot. We are human. We take the lunch. We have um, some, something uh, in between. There, are, there may be a lot of problem uh, with with the conf uh, conflict with the project. So in the beginning, I said, okay, this is your capacity. I know you can, oh, I can finish it today. I said, okay, but I don't expect you to finish it today. This is your goal. This is the goal to finish. And to be honest, he couldn't finish because that was his capacity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you set your goals, you are thinking very optimistic. Because you say, okay, I'm going to do it in like eight hours. I'm going to do it. No, you have to go and uh, have what I do I always. I said, these are my priority, uh, priority list. So I have like two, three things per day to do. But these are my bonus. If I could do this, finish my priority list, then I go to bonus, you know? then that's, that's how you have to work with your goals. That's the problem that entrepreneurs make a mistake because they try to go from this one to that one. They don't finish one thing and then they go to another one and there are lots of shiny objects out there. And they say, oh, I, I'm not saying all the trainings are bad, 
but how much dig and deep um, you just learn dig into it you know so yeah. you have they go and uh, finish some entrepreneurship course something related to funnel or something related to social media without even implementing it they go to another one <laughs> Yep. Yes. And I find that they tend to uh, underestimate how long something is really going to be. Exactly. But I use the general rule that we would use in software de development is that you keep breaking something down until it's four hours or less. Wow. Because if, it, if it's four hours of less, then you can delegate it. Or if you have a short amount of time, you know that you can just get that one little piece done. Yes. Uh, yeah. Another thing I found in my agile world, <laughs> let's say uh, per day, every day, I had 15 minutes talk with my team. And on the whiteboard, uh, we have those to-do list and then uh, progress, in progress, and then done. And my team were responsible to individually go and move their work and task. And then I realized, okay, what happened to that task? That one should be in, in progress, but it's still in to-do list. Then I go to and talk to my team. What happened to this? And, oh, there are some conflicts with another project or there is another team or um, we need to learn something. I said, okay, so don't make it longer than this. Who can help you? I said, okay, this person can help me. Then I pair them up to finish it. Because the problem with IT before was that, okay, I give you this project to do or this task to do. Then she said, okay, that's fine. I will do it. After one day, two days, did you finish it? No, I will finish it. Okay. How you can finish it? And then after two days, when he didn't finish it, I said, okay, don't worry about it. I give it to someone else. You know, but if you track what they do, if they communicate with you, if they uh, give you the bottlenecks and they say, oh, this is my problem, this is, this is where I need help, then every, everything going to be um, greatly done. And the problem with entrepreneurship, I say, <laughs> uh, if you know when you need help and if you know when you need accountability partner or mentorship, that's the best time you join because you can struggle there forever. This is a loop never going to be ended until you just have another break point and come out of the loop. Yes. That was my other point on there too, is like just trying to go it alone to sort of find a mentor uh, because they can see things that you can't and to be able to lean on their experience or, uh, especially if they're in alignment with what you value or maybe their business model is something you admire, like you can move so much faster when you have somebody that is the living example uh, and, and can help you get out of your own way. So what is another tip uh, for entrepreneurship that you think that you're going to fail? Um, well, I really do think self-doubt you know, I think that crops up at every level, like even from the beginning, but the moment you dial something in and you want to like maybe do your first interviews or something like that, that self-doubt crops up again. And so that is finding ways to push through that. And so if it's something that you struggle with, uh, you keep procrastinating because you have that self-doubt and you sit there and spin, okay. 
you know, that's where it really becomes critical to have that accountability partner or a, a mentor just to keep pushing you, especially if you don't have a supportive spouse or partner or that really understands and can keep giving you that encouragement to push through and keep moving. Because I've heard about this point from many entrepreneurs, the problem is uh, they are living in somewhere that nobody believed them because everybody think that's the payroll. You studied for something and you have to continue the same thing every, every time and you have to get new contracts. You have, even if you change your job, same job, but another company. So this is the mindset <laughs> for many people because they are doing it so they cannot see how entrepreneurs can make money or they can make a living out of it. Yes. Like when I was leaving my corporate job, uh, you know, because I had been there for 20 years and we were all just like this. Scary, big isn't it? When I said I was leaving, there's what? And so I had so many of them intrigued by what I was doing because it was so foreign to them. And so they, even though I had this big network on that side, I couldn't reach out or lean on them because they had no clue what I was doing. Uh, you know, they just saw Facebook as, you know, being connected to high school friends. So um, it, you know, you really have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and sometimes knowing that you're going to be the one charging the way that people are watching. Uh, so even though it feels like you're totally isolated and alone, they're watching. And so, you know, it, you might be the one that turns around and, and gives them hope. If you know what you do and, and you believe what you're doing, after sometimes people watching you doing something successful, they're going to believe you. The first day I had my YouTube channel, I didn't have it for, for like, for two, three months. I only had like 70 followers, blah, blah, blah. And after sometimes it's just grow, grow so fast. And then everyone, oh gosh, you're, you're doing very well. You so, and then they are interested to have interviews and uh, watch my shows, you know, but in the beginning it was not like that. So I struggled to just having the better quality show or uh, trying to find a good interviewees. And my English, I, I'm, uh, I, ha I'm, I mean, English is my second language, you know, and I'm not perfect in talking like, uh, native um, Canadian or American, but I never afraid of talking. Mm -hmm. So I said, that's fine. Uh, as soon as the inf information is good, then that's fine. This is my accent. This is my English, <laughs> you know? And people will resonate with you, uh, you know, yeah. as long as you're being genuine and yourself and valuable, like you said. I know that when I first started doing live video, you know, nobody else is on there. So, you know, you're like, oh, nobody likes it, you know? And then all of a sudden somebody shows up and you're like, ah, somebody's here. So there's this weird dynamic there, uh, but you just have to, you know, keep going and, and just know that, you know, when people are watching your YouTube channel or whatever, like they don't have to watch. And so if they're watching, they're, you know, they're interested and in, in at least listening. And um, sometimes, uh, you know, there'll be people that I run into in the grocery store and they'll reference like, I really like the episode you did on whatever. Uh, and you never know that they're there. 
you know. Yeah, somewhere. beautiful. You know, the first day I set up my studio, my husband, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, I, I have some dreams. I, I have some plans. Um, because I knew I cannot go and work outside. I had a very little baby and I had to take care of her. On the other side, I found it very great opportunity to have an online business started from the beginning. And this room, I said, this room is mine. I'm going to just have my office here and have my studio here. And then I set it up and I started just recording shows one after another. At some point, um, everybody realized this is my normal life. So I normalize it. <laughs> you see, after you normalize it, then everything is normal. It doesn't look like weird, you know. But if you, as I said, if you just think that, oh, this is my dream. One day I'm going to do it. Come on, do it. As soon as you start doing it, then you don't have the fear of a starting, you know, and then that's going to be broken. You don't have this fear. And then you started, you are one uh, step ahead and then you are starting uh, to get more connection, to learn experience. And then everything is going to be normal after sometimes. But if in the middle, you just, oh, I don't know what to do. I, I'm really afraid. You know, just take it easy. You don't need to know everything. You don't need to be perfect, right? Yes. Yes. Nobody prepared me for the emotional roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, uh, you know, because there's really high highs and really low lows. And uh, it, it's just different. And so when, you know, you have to keep finding that everyday courage. And keep, you know, pushing through and knowing that there are people out there that are so desperate for you to show up and to hear your message. And, you know, on my, it never fails. Like whenever I was in my lowest moments, I would get a message that says, you know, thank you. You've changed my life on the deepest level. Whoa, and so also, you know, it feels good. It's like, okay, I'm going to keep going, you know, and uh, you, you have to constantly give yourself those pep talks and remember why that, why you started to begin with. Tammy, I had a book. I published a book two years ago, 2018. I, I can't believe it, just two years passed. And then uh, yesterday, somebody from our network, um, in the PTSD network, bought my book. And then I said, oh my goodness, my book is still alive. And then I went there to my book on uh, Amazon. It's been a long time. I didn't check. I saw lots of nice reviews. And it really... You know, it really touched me. When you see somebody, somebody's life is going to be changed, somebody reading your message or look at your uh, show, then you, you don't feel exhausted. You just think that what you're doing is valuable. What you're doing uh, can help another person's life. And that's just amazing. Yes. And, and so even if you're, uh, you know, you're setting these goals and you're taking actions and you're doing your things, like you have to take a moment to see those things and really appreciate like how far you've come and, and knowing that there are others out there for you. Yes. You know, every time uh, I see somebody's going crazy with the workload of their job because they think that work, they're working for somebody else, I ask them, do you feel happy? 
do you really feel happy? Do you think that's, that's exactly what you're going to do? You know, and then that's, that's the thing I always ask myself. Since 2009, I was thinking about being an entrepreneur, 2009. And now after how many years? 10 years, more years, 11 years. No, I'm entrepreneur. <laughs> Took me because as you said, you think that, okay, I'm not happy being a programmer. Then you try to have another transition in that field and be project manager. So you go get another certification. Then you'd say, okay, is that really what I wanted? <laughs> you know, so it may take time. It may take time. You really find your place and your position, but it works. I mean, as soon as you have a plan, you know what you exactly want to do and you really enjoy what you're doing. That really helps you. Yes, I found that, uh, you know, for a long time, I was like you, probably three years or so before I actually left is when I, you know, was starting to think about wanting a change. And, and it took a while. I had to, you know, work my way up to it. But the big thing was I kept feeling like if I leave, I need to replace my corporate salary. Like that was what, what I felt like I needed. But I sat down and I ran all the numbers, uh, you know, all my savings and investments and where everything was. And I really got a good grasp where things stood. And then I also found that once I left, a lot of the things that I like to do are free if I have free time. Wow. And so, so, you know, you think that, you know, you're, you're trapped by this, you know, nine to five job and that's all you can see. But if you really run all the numbers and learn everything you can about money, then it, it can help, um, help you make decisions. Great. So give me a specific recommendation for IT people if they want to choose entrepreneurship. Well, and see, IT people are uh, really at an advantage. Like we talked about that, being able to pick things up really quickly is helpful. Uh, the fact is IT uh, employees tend to make a lot more money than the average person. And so you can be much more proactive as far as like saving to prepare or to bring in uh assistance and things like that. Like you could even start before you even leave your, your corporate job. Uh, and then I see so many entrepreneurs that are terrified of tech that is yes. so easy for you and I, uh, and I'm sure a bunch of people watching, uh, that if you just want to be almost like Best Buy's geek squad and help people, uh, there's plenty of opportunities if you just get out there and start networking. I like it. I like it because, yeah, I don't afraid of learning tech because I'm a tech person. So yes. <laughs> that really helped us to be an entrepreneur. Thank you so much, Tammy, to be here. Uh, just last question. Do you have any website program or any freebie? Yes. Uh, so I thought that with this audience, it'd be really great. I have a crush your comparison mm -hmm. uh, video challenge just because as you're getting started, you tend to compare yourselves with all these other entrepreneurs. And so it just helps you refocus on playing your own game. Uh, and you can get to that if you go to TammyMcVeigh.com slash job reinvented. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you said job reinvented? Yes, I created a URL that'll take a Oh, right. beautiful. Because my show name is job reinvented. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>
<laughs> okay. For them to remember. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tammy. And thank you for creating custom link for me <laughs> and my <laughs> audience. I really enjoy talking to you. This is going to be a specific show, special show for IT specialists. Oh, great. Yes, I yeah. enjoyed it so much. So thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, thank you. So